0: You're listening to State of the Arts, a show about the arts, theater, and creatives in and around the Philippines. Located in the beautiful Samsung Performing Arts Theater in Circuit Makati, Makati's arts and entertainment district where something amazing is always on. On each episode, we invite industry leaders, arts practitioners, and audience members to talk about current events that shape and further the arts in the country. My name is Christopher. Together, let's talk art. Hello, everybody. Welcome to State of the Arts. I hope you're well and staying safe. With me today is one of the leading light designers and technical directors in the Philippines. In an industry dominated by men, this talented and gifted female artist can proudly hold her own. Her design and work have been seen in numerous theaters here and abroad. Currently, she's also using her passion as an independent theater consultant, helping organizations build theaters from the ground up. Join me in welcoming the multi awarded and overall nice lady, Miss Barbara Tan Welcome to the show, Barbie.
1: Hi, Chris. Thank you for inviting me to be in your show. It's a pleasure and a pressure at the same time.
0: But yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. How have <laughs> you been doing?
1: Very good. I mean, yeah, I've been keeping myself busy doing the most that we can, as most of us have been in time of pandemic, but it's been all good. Right. In spite of,
0: yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, I know you're... Busy, but I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. in In, in celebration of National Women's Month, I thought it is but fitting to highlight works of female arts practitioners in the country, especially those that are working in an industry where it's typically dominated by men. So I really thank you for joining with us
1: no, tonight. Thank you for for having this topic. I think this is a very good opportunity and a good platform to encourage women to be part of a theater world as well. More women.
0: Right. Well, before we dive into all of those, why don't we start by briefly letting our listeners know how you got in the profession you're currently in?
1: (laughs) Well, actually, uh, I never really dreamed or even thought of being in theater when I was in college. I started when I was invited to be part of a theater group, but but to be an actor and a singer in the University Performing Arts Theater Group in UP Visayas and Iloilo City. So from there, I uh, while I was taking up my uh, broadcast communication course, I, I've I've always had fascination with technical things, but it was not really what I wanted for myself <clears throat> until I was in theater after acting and directing you know you have to do all everything you act you do your costumes your makeup and even manage yourself you know so i i realized that i really wanted to do more production management and you know manage and um, after that um, i also started working as a student assistant for the Presidential Commission uh, yeah, for Culture and the Arts under the UP president. So I got more exposed to performing artists and never in my you way, know, I've never heard of Madrigal singers or even seen them live or even Ballet Philippines and many other artists that are mostly Manila-based. And so with the CCP, with the Cultural Center of the Philippines Outreach Programs, they brought shows to the regions. And because I was a student assistant for culture and arts office, I would usually drive them, you know, uh, be their back and call. So I, I would just, you know, provide for everything, coordinate things for them. So I get to know them. And uh, in one of the, the shows, it was the, I remember, the International Festival of Dance that uh, there were <clears throat> several dance artists also alumni of Ballet Philippines and PBT that were invited back to Manila to the Philippines to tour in the regions to do shows so i became part of that and i met monino duque uh, who was then the who heads the theater operations department at the CCP so yes, i was just third year college then and uh he's been wanting me to go to manila and join his team at the ccp and so i said i'm not really sure if i really want to work at the ccp because you know i am mean, in broadcast art so uh then i also had a workshop with uh people from peta like al santos and right. jojo so Jojo was the one who really encouraged me, and Al Santos they really encouraged me to to pursue production management because they think that I have, you know, I I have more management skills for that's needed for the theater. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. So after after my graduation, uh, after I graduated from college, I. I said to Munino, yes, I'm ready to join your team thinking that it was production management or I will just be, you know, stage management or production management. Right. Little did I know that I will be supervising a set of crew at the CCP main theater.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh And they're all, it's male dominated. Even the office was male dominated. So only the office assistants and the front of house manager then uh, were females, mm-hmm. and then I was the only female in the technical team. So it was it was difficult at first, yeah. Right. But you know th- that's where I started. Uh, it was fun. It was a learning curve, really, mm-hmm. really a learning curve. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Would you say so. you've always been artistic growing up? Uh.
1: I don't know, maybe I just thought of myself as such, but mm-hmm. I know. I mean, you know, I it, it just uh, I, I don't really know. I mean uh, but I really love watching plays. I love okay. watching dance as well. I also love to just stare at paintings. I'm not really an expert, but mm-hmm. I just love you know, I love those things. So I would say that my heart is really in the arts. But mm-hmm. it's just really so undefined that time,
0: right? Know? So yep. Well, as a broadcast communication alumna, what what was the eventual goal? Had you not gone this route, what were you thinking you were going to be?
1: <laughs> ah, I, I I really thought of myself to do um, TV broadcasting or TV announcing.
0: Yeah. I see. Right.
1: Yep. But uh, then I realized that. I mean, you know, the, the broadcast world is really a different animal when I did my, my on the job training, my mm-hmm. internship. So I said, but, but because also in, in college, when I was doing theater, I also took up uh, theater courses as my mm-hmm. minor, but did not really pursue it as a minor, minor, but just took up theater courses.
0: I see. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned earlier that you were in stage management or production management. Mm-hmm. In the interest of our listeners, who maybe are not familiar with it, could you briefly tell us what are the differences between saying that you're a stage manager and a production manager, a light designer, and a technical director?
1: Well, the the stage manager is basically like the right-hand person of the director and also the person that, that the actors and everyone in the show would rely on too, because that's that's the person that gives all the cues. So he or she is like the commander of the show, mm-hmm. controls everything that's running the show. A production manager is more of um, <clears throat> sourcing out, making sure that everything is provided for. That's also within the budget of the production. So gather people contracts, you know, make sure that everyone is taken care of in every aspect. That's the production manager. The technical director is the person who's basically in charge of the scenery. So you know, there are two different roles of a technical director. If mm-hmm. you're talking of a community theater or a school-based theater, the technical director is basically the person in charge of everything that is technical. So it covers the lights, the sound, the scenery, mm-hmm. the video, everything. But in a professional world, when you say it is a, you're a technical director, it is a person that's, that's working closely with the set designer. Got it. To implement the, the set design. I mean, the person that, that works with set designer in terms of determining what is the best material, how the loading, the crew, everything, the overtime and working as well within the budget.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very interesting. Well, having gone through all of those different roles in your, how many years of your professional career now? <laughs>
1: Okay, that will reveal.
0: I'm, my I'm age. not going to age. Not, just All right.
1: Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped celebrating my birthday at 25. so Oh, uh, so that, like, just about no, three been, years ago. Uh... <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, professionally, I was 20 when I started at the CCP. So it has been 30
0: years. I see. Yep. And, and, and how was how the experience like doing what you do here in uh, the Philippines? Well,
1: uh, it has been it has not uh, well I, I must say that uh, I've always I'm the person who always loves to, to learn. Mm-hmm. So when I when I started at the cultural center, I never knew of all these lighting instruments, except that I just knew a par thirty eight that is placed in a can in a can of a litter of a paint, you know. That's all because that's what we use in the provinces. Mm. I mean, I've, I've, I've experienced a dimmer using a dimmer, just a household dimmer. So I've, I have to learn all these sophisticated lighting instruments like ellipsoidals, Fresnels, mm-hmm. you know, and all the, the lenses and the colors. We never had color gels. We only have cellophanes. Mm. So, uh it was really, and also the stage, you know, I mean, um, uh, all these, all these terminologies. I, I've never learned that. I mean, even if I took up theater in in some theater courses, but it's more of research. Mm-hmm. So it's not, and you know, analyzing plays, reading plays. That's all. But in terms of technical, there was really no formal background for me. Okay. So it, it was it was difficult at first. So my my routine that time was that I have to be early. If work starts at nine, I come to office at eight, so I can be at the library, reading some materials, textbooks, you know, and watching some videos. And of course, I, I had to be honest, I had to tell Munino and catch that time catch a toy was my mm-hmm. direct supervisor. So I have to tell them, you know, I, I don't really have much knowledge in this, but I will willing to learn. And, yeah. um, I was, I was then the supervisor of a crew of 15 people who are really, really very experienced crew. I mean, you know, they've, they've been there in the 70s at the Cultural Center and right. they have done shows that are, you know, fantastic. And I've, I've talked to them and told them that, you know, I am willing to learn from you uh, as your supervisor. You know, I, I don't really know much, but I'm willing to learn from you. So I will become one of you. Mm-hmm. So, in my second month, I assigned—I had myself assigned to be one of the crew. On top of being their supervisor, so I had to undergo like being in the fly, running the fly system, mm-hmm. running the sound system, lighting the follow spot, and you know, being a stagehand. In order for me to learn while managing them at the same time. So it was it was you know, uh it was lovely hard but because you know you're young and you want sure. to learn right. and I came to love it. So I did not really mind the hours, the days that you know mm-hmm. that I spent there. And they were very helpful. They they were in fact the ones really teaching me because I think that's also one of, of the things that I you know that was good was that I opened myself up to them and never pretended.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, it sounds like um, you're one of those that considers learning as a never-ending experience or process. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And and based yep. on my small research about you, I mm-hmm. understand you did your MFA in Yale.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Was there ever a moment that you wanted to pursue your craft outside of the Philippines? <laughs>
1: Uh no. Uh I've never really wanted to live abroad for the rest of my life, although, you know, it's it's nice to have four seasons. It's Uh (laughs) good (laughs) for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, you can change clothes, you know, every season. (laughs) But uh I've I've never really thought of that, you know, because uh my my goal in really wanting to study was really to, to go back to the Philippines. And uh, it just it was just a natural thing for me to do. I mean, you know, uh, other than the fact you know that you have an advantage because you're more knowledgeable. Sure. Uh, but it's it, it did not really cross my mind that so that I will be more superior than any of my peers. Right. So I just want to share and you know, Make Give the back. Philippines as, yeah, and also, yeah. you know, that we in the Philippines will practice what is world standards.
0: Exactly. You know? Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking <clears throat> of your experience working here in the Philippines, why do you feel that there are very few women that are in the same line of job as yours in the industry?
1: Uh, I think it's also cultural. Okay. You know, what is strange is that, um, well, you know, I was thinking about these weird questions. The whole day is that mm-hmm. you know when you when you look into the theater program in schools like uh, UP UP Diliman UP Baguio or in La Salle or uh, PUP you know uh, there are more women studying theater arts than men
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah but I think it's it's very cultural and because women mostly. Uh, they they land in jobs that are in management
0: mm-hmm. like
1: stage management or production management um more than the design i mean except for costume design sure so yeah costume design is mostly women again it's because the sewing machine is associated with women and yeah
0: you do know, you uh, do you perhaps consider your line of work as um uh, how do I say this as manual centric? Is that why? Uh, Not
1: not really. I think, I think this work is, um, I, 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 I don't know, Chris, you know, personally, I've never felt a discrimination. I know that, you know, men will always be men. I mean, there are things that men can do that women cannot. And there are things that women can do that men cannot. So it's like, um, what I'm saying is that, for example, you know, you lift something that is so heavy. Uh, women, I mean, you know, we're, we're men are made of more muscles, I believe than women. So that's why they can carry heavy loads, heavier loads than women. So <clears throat> I can carry that. But when I say that I cannot anymore, then I will ask for help. You know so it's for me it's i've never really thought of that i mean i i've i've always understood that yes this is a male like, like the construction industry. it's really a male dominated thing you know so how do you fit in so just be their friend <laughs> and you know understand them make them feel that that you understand them so that they will also understand you i guess right. that's where i always start i will listen I see. Know where they're coming from. And then I will, you know, convey myself to them as well.
0: I see. Well, I think yeah. that's a good um, segue to my question, or my next mm-hmm. question, because I was going to ask about uh, I, I think it is safe to say that outside of acting or performing, the arts industry is heavily male centric. Oh, yeah. It, mm-hmm. What are the advantages that female professionals like yourself uh, offer the arts outside of providing fabulous performance roles, as an example. Are there certain advantages that women offer that perhaps would be hard to replicate by men?
1: Yeah, I think it's more of uh, women being more diverse than men. I mean, mean, in terms of thinking, you know. women are more organized. That's why I think they land more in management uh, positions in the theater. And then sometimes, you know, women see the, the a bigger picture than men, you know, men try, anyway, I'll just do my job. And then that's it, you know, but women is not sometimes you have to consider Oh, how does this person feel? How, what do you think if we will do this? So and so, you know, so that's even if women are more emotional in their decision making, I think it's more considerate in right. the decision making. Yeah.
0: I see. And, well, know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, no, yeah. no, I was going to say I completely agree. And I was mm-hmm. just going to say, at the same token, I guess, outside of what we've talked about earlier, uh, which mm-hmm. mostly deals with the physicality of things, do, do you think there are certain challenges that being a woman, Doing the work that you do have,
1: um, yeah, there are. You know, uh, one is you also have to consider. I mean, you know, like clothing, you also have to consider that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so you know, you don't have to dress like men, but you also you cannot wear skirts when going up the grid or you know working working up above stage overhead. You know? mm-hmm. So th- those are things that you just have to consider, you know, and you also have to be aware that uh, physically, I mean, men and women are different. So uh, I think, like, for example, in, in the clothing, you wear, I mean, I wear pants and shirt because that is safe. That, that is work. Right. I cannot wear a skirt and a blouse, a plunging neckline because it's not work for me. Sure. Because it will attract more attention. So, yeah. Yep.
0: Well, I, I was going to say, I feel silly asking about this because where I used to work, the idea of female technical directors or lighting designers is essentially mm-hmm. a non-issue. Um, in yeah. fact, um, yep. my, my most favorite technical director happens to be a woman, and she's based out of mm-hmm. Chicago.
1: Um, right.
0: he, here in the Philippines, how do we keep the conversation going on the idea that theater, specifically technical design and work, should be more talent and capability-based rather than gender? Uh, you know, it's,
1: uh, in the Philippines, I think we are more used to working with people that we have been working with. Mm. You know what I mean Yes so um, even if we go back to the to the history of I mean as far as my memories can remember is that uh, women in, in, the, in the collaborative world of theater women are always the choreographer mm-hmm. or the music director sometimes you know Peter King started that and then a uh, dancer or actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the design will always be men and the crew and the technical director. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's that. And then, say, for example, uh, during the time of Badong Bernal,
0: okay,
1: our national artist for theater design. So, he was like the Badong Bernal for almost three decades.
0: Okay. You
1: know? And the the he mentored like most of them are men, like Gino Gonzalez, mm. Eric Pineda. Uh, you know, so there. I don't know why there are few women. Mm. <laughs>
0: yeah. How how many, many of women. you out there in the industry right now that that you know of?
1: As technical director, mm-hmm. um, professionally, I I haven't met anyone lighting designers. There are. Mm -hmm. which is good. Like there's Shakira, there's uh, um, one in UP, Suyen, also uh, that's really practicing lighting Mm
0: -hmm. design. So not very Uh, much.
1: Not not very much. It's Mm -hmm. mostly still male-dominated.
0: I see. Well, you had mentioned that in the several schools that offer theater arts, there are a lot of uh, female theater students. How, how do we yep. encourage the students or even those that are perhaps starting out in the industry who show promise but are probably intimidated by the lack of network within the industry that this mm-hmm. could be a viable professional option for them?
1: Uh, you know what? It's... I am it's really difficult to convince them you know i had two students in uh from from benil before and mm-hmm. i was very happy that they they're very interested to to be like my shadow okay. and but you know it takes a lot of dedication uh, they they really could not keep up with the time the hours and the workload you know i mean if you have to carry these things lift these things and you have to talk to to this men in the, in the theater, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing with Filipinos as well is because we are used to calling people by this kuya, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all the crew are like kuya. So which is actually, for me, is not good because then you cannot be their colleague. So... So it's, it's difficult when you call a person kuya, then which means that right, you know, you have to defer to this person, because he's supposed to be older. than you. So it, it will then this person will feel that you know, because he's older, so he will take care of you and saying, Okay, don't do this, I'll be the one to carry this just stay there. So how can you learn? Yeah. You know? So it's it's that so when like, like for me, I speak for myself again, I always say that when you're in the crew and you are, even if you are their supervisor, even if they're older than you, you always have to call them by their names. No more kuya, you know, for sure. Because then you will be their colleague. You know, then they will treat you equally for maybe 80%, 90% of the time. So it's uh, it's really a dedication, Chris. I mean, I, I, I'm... I I just went through all that I've been through because it is really what I wanted to do. I see. Uh, the, yeah, the thing is that there is no formal education in the Philippines on technical direction. So it's also difficult to encourage them to go to that route because there is none. UP is starting, but the market is still not there. Benilde had that before. But they stopped that program.
0: Yeah. I see. I see. Well, I I guess in line of in line with what you just mentioned or you just said, do you do you believe that there are there there is a place for female practitioners in your field in the country?
1: Oh yes, of course. Um, you just you just have to really encourage them. Um, in, in lighting design, for example, in UP when I when I would do light design for the long UP, I have about I must say I'm, I'm happy that there have been two students that have been really uh, you know uh, working with me in my lighting design and try to understand and really you can you can really feel their enthusiasm and say that yes i want to learn with you when i say okay i have a project outside you will be paid you want to join me so you will see what's happening they said okay so i think that it starts with that you know but the opportunities are not are not there you know i mean how many theater companies do we have you know right. and um, as i've said we are used to working with the same person so right, I mean, I it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's always that. So it the monopoly of the same individuals that's working for theater companies is there. I so see. I think it has to stop somehow to give this young people opportunities. You know? Yeah, well, but you know, we don't have, sorry. I just no, want to add this here. Yeah, so if you go don't ahead. Mind. No, but, please. But you know, yeah, we don't have that luxury of time and money, always in our theater productions so like for me if i have to do my lighting design i have to i I really have to do only one at a time i cannot be lighting five shows or being a tv in one show and then light design for this and that it's like maybe seldom seldom it happens and i have to inform the company and tell them that you know i'm doing this so I cannot do your show. And then they will insist then okay, then this will be my schedule, and make sure that it will we will work around this schedule. So um, because it's it's, you know, lighting like design, even technical direction. It, it, it takes a lot of paperwork. It's right. not just, you know, telling people, oh you do this, you do that, this is what is needed. No, you have to learn how to draw to measure. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's all these things.
0: Right, so yep well, you, all of that aside, how what do you say to future female artists who are thinking about the same professional path as yours?
1: Well, I think they should really pursue this if they really want it. Um, you if they're they really love what they're doing, then there are millions of opportunities here maybe not so much for studies but you know opportunities for on the job training apprenticeship uh, i think that's what we should also encourage like for me when, when when i ask my students or those who want to mentor me to be to join me like for example you want to join me in a show and if they pay me i pay them so they're not shortchanged. so i always consider they will take a cab. They will stay late night. I have to feed them, you know. So, yeah. So it is something that needs to be encouraged. But sometimes, when you do lighting design, you're only paid this much, and you feel that you know it's not even enough to sustain you. How can you support your apprentice, you know? So <laughs> that that's, that's that. It takes a lot of sacrifice. It, it, I I I don't think. I am where I am right now. If you know, if yeah, I did not sacrifice things. You know, I'm just lucky that I have family that who would support me. No, no matter what. I mean, you know, you wouldn't believe it. Up to this time, my dad would ask me if I still have enough to sustain for myself for a month. That's
0: great. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> he would always say, "Do you still have money?" Yes, you know.
0: So. But there is, uh, I mean, you've mentioned this already earlier, um, there is a future for them, and it's, um, it's good for them to be encouraged and just strive and work hard if this is really the path they wanted.
1: Yes, and also the, the venues, no? uh, I mean, performing arts theaters or even uh, school theaters, they also have to consider that there, there should be a space for women you know, like uh because you know, women when we will have a family we cannot stop our job or even the thing that we love to do because simply because you got pregnant or you have a child you know? so those are special considerations you know uh, in fact shoko matsumoto you know shoko matsumoto um, Shoko was a Japanese lighting, is a Japanese lighting designer who was here in the 90s. And he, she really set up a very, very good um, uh, organization. It's called the Sina Guards, where she trains students. And she's always very happy if she has female students to join her or female practitioner. And last year we were talking and she said, she mentioned uh, Barbie san, have you thought of building a theater with a female toilet for a crew backstage and a female locker for a crew backstage for a female crew? And I said, wow, that hit me, you know? Right. And I said, yeah, I mean, I never thought of that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. you know?
1: So, Although, so, yeah, I think I I,
0: I know of an upcoming theater that will have those. Oh, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this time, age and time, we have to consider diversity. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Otherwise, you'll be in the headlines. So <laughs> uh,
0: That's fine. Well, yep, Barbie, yeah. I was going to say, yep. this has been wonderful. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. Thank um, you. B- before I let you go, I wanted us mm-hmm. to do some rapid-fire questions. Are you ready? Okay.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'll try my best.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, tea or coffee? I'll have tea. Okay, favorite city you've been to?
1: Um, I must say it's in Chicago.
0: Nice. Morning or evening? It's always morning. Okay, favorite food?
1: Ah. Food as in a dish. Sure. Um, A pesto pasta. Oh. Uh,
0: Are you a texter or a talker? I'm a talker. Okay. City life or country life?
1: Country life.
0: Yep. Nice. If you weren't an artist, what would you have been?
1: I would have been a mechanic, maybe.
0: All right. So you've always loved to tinker. Uh, that's yeah. pretty obvious. <laughs> um yes.
1: okay.
0: uh, red or white wine?
1: Ah, I'm not a wine drinker, so but I I prefer the smell of white than red. That's change. Yeah.
0: I see. Well is there a sport you wish you excelled at?
1: Oh tennis,
0: yes. Favorite tennis player. Tennis. Yeah. Uh, featherer of course. Of course. <laughs> I'm a Serena fan. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Favorite holiday to celebrate?
1: Always Christmas.
0: Always Christmas. Is there a place you still want to visit?
1: Oh, yeah. I want to go to uh, Greece.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Best subject in school?
1: Huh. The best subject is the communication art, speech.
0: Okay, yeah. I see. London or New York?
1: I would go for London because they're more left brain.
0: <laughs> I see. Well, which language you wish you knew how to speak?
1: I studied German. I speak a little, oh. but I wish that I had studied Mandarin.
0: I see. Well, name an artist that have inspired you.
1: Ah, oh, so there's Jennifer Tipton. She's a lighting designer and also a mentor of mine. Yep. Uh, but I have, I started reading, when I started reading lighting design, it was um, uh, Jean Rosenthal who really inspired me.
0: Well, I was going to say, I think that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining me and letting us a short glimpse of your everyday artistic life.
1: Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. I was yeah. going to say,
0: it's been great, and I've enjoyed it very, very much. Thank you. For our oh, listeners who are interested in asking some follow-up questions, please leave them in the comment section. We'll try to send this to Barbie and get back to you. Thank you, Barbie. I look forward to seeing your work on the stage of Samsung Performing Arts Theatre real soon.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Chris. Have a good night.
0: Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite channels. State of the Arts is a weekly podcast and is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. We're also on Facebook and Twitter with the handle at State of the Arts PH. Share with your friends, family, and fellow arts aficionados and help us get the word out. For the latest news, including upcoming events and important happenings at the Samsung Performing Arts Theater, visit our website at samsungperformingartstheater.com or follow the theater's official social media channels with the handle CPATOfficial. You may also visit our sponsor affiliate pages, Circuit Makati and Make It Makati. Thank you for joining me today. Till next time.